Hello and welcome to this episode of the Venus Investor Evolutionary Astrology Podcast. So last episode, we were talking very much about how we're having a Taurus moment right now. The Taurus meaning planet Earth. And of course we are, you know, Taurus has just welcomed Jupiter and we're having the new moon in Taurus and, you know, the We've just finished the Mercury retrograde in Taurus and the sun has been in Taurus or is in Taurus. So there's lots of Taurian things coming on. But this summer, the summer of the Northern Hemisphere, we are going to have a Leo moment, a very similar Leo, all eyes on Leo. So what are we going to be dealing with? Of course, Leo rules the heart. So we're going to be looking at our hearts. Romance, of course, which is always, you know, interesting, fun and huge potential for healing there but also in terms of the heart as the organ in our bodies that has the the largest uh, bioresonance field I'm not sure I'm using the right technology but it has the biggest toroid field around it that people can feel the heart energy they don't feel your liver or your brain energy they feel the heart energy and so that's very much Leo territory so it's like being aware of what we're giving off what sunshine what vital force are we giving off for this but of course Leo is also the monarchy and you know, I'm not going to go on about the coronation again, <laughs> but it's got to come back to that. The King Charles III, um, the monarchy and also other unelected leaders, the elected ones as well, but unelected leaders. So we re- and and within that also the leadership that we have are our own leadership qualities and how we rule over and rule over and bestow benefits and create boundaries within our own domains. These are all Leo spheres. So let's look at why we're going to be talking about it now. Has this kind of um, aspect for the summer come early? Because this summer, in the Northern Hemisphere summer, this July, July the 23rd to be exact, the day that the sun moves into Leo, Venus lovely planet Venus is going to go retrograde in Leo. I mean, this is a big moment for lovers, for Leos, for royalty everywhere. This is a moment for our heart and for heartbreak. And so this is going to be quite interesting. I think people are going to start becoming more and more aware of this Venus retrograde in Leo. And I mean, imagine when Mars was going retrograde in Gemini. We were, oh my God, it's going to go crazy. And of course, that did bring us, you know, sort of certain shifts in the media world because obviously Elon Musk then was enabled to buy Twitter, for instance. And that's such a Mars retrograde in Gemini thing. He's really kind of taken the power out of some of the censorship or the narrative building that's been going on with Mars in um, going retrograde in Gemini. But Leo, Leo, you know, this is about drama, but this is about love. This is about things that are kind of close to our heart and it's going retrograde and it's Venus you know it's not Mars it's not Mercury it's Venus the planet of love and beauty but also the planet of money so I think we're going to have an interesting time because I think here the monarchy are going to be representative of um in the outward sense, and we're going to be able to see this happening. But really, we need to be mimicking what's happening in our hearts. And I know King Charles said, I'm going to slim down the monarchy and make it more, 
you know, workable. And maybe that's what we need to do with our hearts. But but let's see. I think it's really important for the monarchy, not be just because Leo rules, Leo is the royal sign. But, you know, King Charles has is an uh, um, Leo rising. King Charles is Leo rising. His whole first house is enclosed in Leo. Queen Camilla is Leo rising too. And they both have Pluto in their first house in Leo. I mean, that's super powerful. And of course, Pluto has is active right now. First degree, naught degree of Aquarius. Um, Prince Andrew has got um, Leo rising as well. Oh, hell. Um, Duchess or uh, the Duchess of Meghan is not Leo rising. Duchess of Sussex, rather. The Duchess of Sussex, Meghan, is not Leo rising. But she's a very famously, she is a Leo. She's got North Node and Mercury in Leo as well, all in the first house. So although she's cancer rising, her whole first house is mostly Leo. And I think that's the, yeah, um, that's the same for Prince George. And it's also the same for Tucker Carlson. But anyway, so there's these very big Leo personalities out there at the moment, which I think, really we're going to be focused on you know all eyes on these people but i think that's incredible also yeah sorry princess of wales catherine princess of wales is also leo rising so that's king charles queen camilla duchess sussex princess of wales and prince andrew key royal people i mean you can see the downfall happening for some of them and you can see how some might be really operational in that downfall considering these placements but i don't want to wish anyone's downfall on anyone but I do think there will be a reorganization um, in this field but so what does that mean for us you know this is big for our notion of royalty and I was just listening to the actor Stephen Fry and he was talking about the fact that we have a constitutional monarchy but we are a democracy and the idea that we didn't have the monarchy who would be our figureheads? It would be people, government leaders, government heads. It would be celebrity. So his idea of why he prefers to have a monarchy is that we have this family. It have got a certain, um, they have to behave in a certain way and they have to be the figureheads. They have to, you know, open our leisure centres and cut um, the ribbon on bridges and things for us. And it's, and it's a much more of a romantic idea. It's, a, it's much more appeasing to have someone who has an exalted position, but actually doesn't really have any say in the proceedings. It's not a political, they're completely apolitical in that sense. So I kind of agree with him in that sense. So, you know, when we look at monarchy, we're looking at unelected leavers. The, you know, these unelected leaders are either born into it, the hereditary idea, or they've been self-elected, you know, put themselves in that position, or anyone who has a platform these days. Um, and maybe that's why Pluto opposing Leo, you know, the whole influencer world might get some shocks happening. Um, it's also, you know, the for a Leo monarchy idea, it's for anyone who wants to show off and, and claim it really. But the dramatic world, the, art, the world of theatre is very Leo and celebrities anywhere from Hollywood to superstardom to influencers and Z-listers. You know, there's a Leo story going on. And because Venus... Um, is going to be retrograde, we are going to have all eyes on these people. And, you know, Venus, Venus going retrograde here, Venus rules our values. And so potentially we are going to be reassessing um, 
anyone who's in in that figurehead position, anyone who's taking up space in an unelected kind of quite high up position, you know, that could be the Kardashians, that could be Bill Gates, you know, not it's not just royalty that really the focus will be in, but I'm sure there's enough royals there with the Leo rising for something major to happen. And of course, when things start to get closer to that time, when Venus, she retrogrades on the 23rd of July, I will obviously be talking about it then. But why now? Why am I talking about this now? And really, it's because I think the whole process for this Venus retrograde is kicking off now. You know, not only on the 5th of June, in just let, just over a week, Venus will be going into Leo so she will be you know, ready to, to start and open that doorway into this whole story. But this weekend, this is the 20th, 21st, 22nd of May, we've got Mars going into Leo. Mars makes the big entrance into Leo. And anytime Mars enters any sign, it's going to be power up. It's like the energizer factor, the big boost. It's going, right, we're turbocharging up this sign and all its principles. So where, hey, hello, here we come, Leo. However, you know, Mars is moving into Leo and is going to sit at zero degrees Leo for a day or so this weekend. Um, but actually is going to oppose Pluto. So immediately that Mars moves into Leo, you know, like, rah, let's put the engine on. This is like a quite a sexy, thrilling, flirty, great time to be um, having a little bit of tiger in your pants. But but it's going to directly oppose Pluto at zero degrees Aquarius. This is a powerful opposition, to say the least. These are two malefics, you know, they're kind of, we don't like to feel like there's good and bad in astrology, but this is super powerful stuff for we have to deal with and sit up and take notice. It's like these guys don't care. Not only do they not care, they're thrusting forward and, you know, with Pluto in the underworld and the hidden and Mars in a very much outwardly way. But these two um, malefics, Mars and Pluto, have both been rulers of the two recent eclipses. So we've had the eclipse, we've had the new moon and the eclipse uh, and at the 29, the new moon at nought degree and the new moon at 29 degrees of Aries and Mars rules Aries. So Mars has been the, the key driver in that last eclipse and the two new moons in Aries. And then, of course, we've had the Scorpio full moon lunar eclipse. And of course, Pluto rules Scorpio. So these two guys now in opposition, it's like they're taking that that eclipse energy that, you know, the eclipse energy that is going to bring in new ideas, new energies for these, these two guys to play with. So this is going into new territory and they're opposing each other. There's a fight that is ready. It's like, it's like we're being prepared. It's the each end of this, um, each end of this, we're going to take our positions for the fight now. We're in the boxing ring. 
This is like Pluto at one end of the jousting um, field and Mars at the other. They're both sitting on their horses. They've got their spears facing each other and they're just waiting for the set off. They're, uh, they're ready to, fu to fight, to argue, to have a dynamic where they're both facing each other off. And I think this is hugely powerful considering the eclipse energy that they're bringing with them. Pluto is the underworld. It's our shadow forces. And he's operating now in Aquarius, which is society, which is people and our future and where we're heading as a as a group. And Pluto is here ready for revolution. We've already discussed in previous episodes where Pluto in Aquarius kicked off the French Revolution, kicked off American independence. You know, this is the energy Pluto brings. It's like, come on, people, get ready, wake up, we're, we're changing, we're moving, we're evolving. But Mars, on the other hand, you might think it's a kind of a similar energy. Mars is activating our feelings of sovereignty, like we've got to take up arms ourselves. We have to have a stake in this. We have our heart passion to consider and, you know, we cannot ignore this any longer. This is our the, you know, Pluto with the underworld, it's like this deep, unnerving feeling of revolution. Whereas in Leo, it's definitely, it's, I'm feeling it right now. I'm feeling it very passionately. And it's like, nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> we're coming out of the corner now and the, we're ready to joust. So this is the awakening of people and what our heart's desire really are. But it's not just Pluto opposite Mars. We've also got Jupiter in the picture. Jupiter, the planet of expansion, the planet of abundance is there really blowing the doors off anything it enters into. And here Jupiter is at zero degrees Taurus. I mean, that's phenomenal. We have a T-square with these giants all at zero degree. And remember the zero degree, such as we might have a 29 degree, which is an anoretic degree, which is forcing an issue. You know, this is the final chance you've got of the 29 degree. The naught degree is almost like this homeopathic principle of it's you've got you you're there as the, at the starting blocks and anything could happen within those themes you've got no idea you've got no stake in it you've never done it before and here you are ready just go for it the fool really the fool card in tarot is um that idea that you absolutely don't know what you're about to do but you're going to do it anyway and these three pluto jupiter and taurus are really making this t-square so the opposition of the two Mars and Pluto then have the T-square of Jupiter and the tweet the T-square element is always a the kind of the the active principle because the two oppositions you know at the jousting end of the of the field just sit there staring at each other and and you know blame the other it's you it's not me and you know it's not they're not an opposition is often something that comes into your life that irks you to do something you don't necessarily end up fighting it but or or um you know it is kind of quite active, but you can be, it can be just act as a shock to your system. Whereas the T-square is really active. It's like, right, no, you've got to fight. It's the man in the middle of the jousting field lifting up the white flag and you're ready to go. You're ready to go. And even the other two either end might come forward and go, well, actually, we're going to fight you instead. Don't tell us what to do. You know, so there is this third principle that's, that's um, highly active and highly you know rubbing these guys up the wrong way and so what is Jupiter doing you know here is the other two are not backing down it's in a stalemate but here Jupiter is urges poking the fire and 
Jupiter with in Taurus really is augmenting the Earth, the Earth themes, the themes of the Earth. You know, is are we going through climate change? Jupiter is going to really come on. We're going to look at this. Are we acting in a sustainable way? You know, Jupiter here is like really. I want to know what's going on. Is Jupiter going to be saying to us, look at the chemical spraying, look at the insect diet that our that our um, leaders are wanting us to to take up you know you know look at the idea that they're playing with our weather is this something that we really want and you know this is these kind of ideas have been going on you know the factory farming all those Torian theorems that 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 we don't see we we ignore the factory farming we ignore the chemicals going into our our feeds and we ignore the fact that you know you drive down the motorway in the summer these days and there are no insects sitting on your screen splatted on your screen yet 10 years ago every crossroad you came to the guy would come out with a squidgy and wipe your windscreen now there are no insects for that well not enough for a guy to earn a living being the squidgy guy at the at the lights how annoying were they but anyway they can't make money doing that because the insects have all gone and why have they gone because of the glyphosate because of what they're doing with factory farming and you know we're allowing this to go on and we're buying the food that's given to us and now potentially this is jupiter in taurus opposite these two guys going well this is actually what's happening and we know now they can't keep those ideas secret from us so i do think there's going to be a big surge with jupiter here um saying this is really what's going on this is what's happening on top of jupiter at zero degree we also this weekend also have the sun moving into gemini Woo, back in Gemini, creating this kind of idea. Let's focus on our connections, our communication, our connections to people and what we're thinking. But, you know, this sun moving into Gemini at zero degree Gemini then is going to make a trine to Pluto because he's also in an air sign at zero degree Aquarius. So the sun here is really highlighting the Pluto side of things. The sun is going, right, okay, let's let's have a think about this. Let's concentrate back on this. And that that's what really made me think of, um, you know, what's happening with Tucker Carlson right now, because as I mentioned, he also has that Leo first house, but he also has a, um, he was born on a, on a new moon in Taurus. I think his son's at 25 degrees Taurus and his moon is at 27 or 29 degree. So, and uh, it's 29 degrees because the new moon that just happened in Taurus was at 28 degrees Taurus. So this whole new moon for him is a completely new moon reboost for Tucker Carlson. And now that we've got the, you know, I think part of the media being the, the media giants being questioned and not acting in the way that we would want them to be that. And Tucker Carlson is leading that charge. So, I think there is going to be this much more focus on the media when the sun moves into Gemini and the media's part in all of these games that are being played. But also the idea here that we have a lot of space junk going up into the sky. You know, the satellites circling our Earth. You've seen that video where, you know, there's the first satellite went up in the 1950s or 60s. And then it's going and there's little blips like bip, 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 as they all start to, to congregate around the Earth. And you're just seeing the Earth just literally smothered in space junk right now and if you think you know that our connection to spirit is goes beyond out into the cosmos that the children now are not going to have that connection to spirit 
they are going to be con slightly blocked in that way. They're going to have to go through space junk to get beyond anything, anything spiritual and the spiritual world beyond. Uh, and this is a Steiner. Steiner warned us that this would happen, that there's going to be a technosphere around the earth, like an AI smog. And certainly, you know, the AI we is doing the thinking for us. We're not thinking for ourselves anymore. AI is doing it for us. Uh, I, you know, I fully put my hand up as a member of let's Google that and find out all the time. And it's fascinating to have that information at our fingertips. But there is an idea that this is this is the Aramanic forces that are taking over. And and if you're not familiar with Araman, you remember we have the devil of Sa Satan and Lucifer is Lucifer on one hand, who is making us believe that our soul is up for grabs and the devil might take our soul. And if we're bad people and we're going to go into purgatory or the hell, that's kind of a little medieval where Lucifer, the idea of that devil was prominent. We are now going through a phase in society in our world where Araman, the other devil, is prominent and he's making us think that we're just biology and he's disconnecting us from our natural processes and the natural world so that we take chemicals when we're ill rather than taking herbs or looking at our diet and we have machines to think for us and machines to connect us and we're connecting to our machines in order to connect to people. So there's this whole machine technosphere in front of everything we do. So that's what I feel like here with Gemini also moving into this mix, that there is going to be much more of an obvious idea that we're going to see what is really happening, that the natural environment, even our weather is being taken over. And we might be thinking, oh, they don't really chemical spray. I don't believe it. But I think we're going to see more and more evidence, you know, that Bill Gates once said he's going to block out the sun with um, with tiny particles. And I think they're already doing it. It's not something that's happens, going to happen. It's already happening. And so this generation, uh, this is Steiner saying that this generation of children who are born into a world where they cannot connect completely to the spirit world, to the cosmos, um, they're their spiritual essence is taken over by AI so that when they actually, when they do die, that they're not going to be able to reach the spirit realm. Their souls are not going to go be able to go back to the spirit realm and they're going to be trapped in the lower astral and they're trapped in the lower astral world, you know, where there's ghosts, there's entities, <clears throat> there's forces that are unbridled and unchecked. And it's kind of like a zombie land. And, um, Steiner's very clear about this. And I think with what is happening now and these the planets that I'm describing is very much a wake up and smell the coffee moment about what is really happening. Because, of course, not only have we got Jupiter moving into Taurus, it's going to be crossing the North Node and we've got Uranus, who's going to be conjunct that was conjunct the new moon. So we have several things happening here that I think the the jousting debate between Pluto and Mars are really going to look at each other and go, whoa, this is what's happening. And Jupiter's going, yep, yeah, it is. And then also Jupiter here, the expansive world of Jupiter, you know, expanding everything, whether it's good or bad. It has, there's an indiscriminate about what it brings to light. And here in, in, in Taurus, it's going to bring to light maybe our physical selves and what's happening with our bodies. Potentially the lack of natural health, the, the demise of our health, and what is really going on there.
So whilst this is happening, this is Mars on one side is going to be opening us up this doorway for us to reconnect to our heart centre. He's really bringing it back to the heart centre, whereas Pluto, on the other hand, is going, this is for the greater good. Look at what's happening in society. But, you know, Mars in Leo is going to go, no, what's happening to me and what's happening with my world and my heart? So there's the debate that can be brought to life during this time. So it's this weekend when when Leo moves, sorry, not when, this weekend when Mars moves into Leo. Lots of this stuff are going to kick off big time. And it's like, you know, Leo here or Mars here in Leo is going to be saying, you know, who are you in the context of this new society? Are you, you know, you can't just hide away and go, oh, well, that's what's happening to society over there, which I think our news channels tries to sort of create this thing that, you know, it's not happening. It's happening to society and I don't have a say in it. And then suddenly you've got a 15 minute city blocking you from driving out um, in the day, taking your car or whatever. You know, this Mars in Leo is going to say, no, I've actually got to put my colours out there, put my nail my colours to the mast. Um because it's going to be affecting our personal lives. But in that sense, here's Mars in Leo. And really, this is the forerunner for what is going to happen later on in the next in the in the months that follow. So it's the forerunner. And he wants is inviting us then to be ready to be ready to 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 be out there to speak our truth and to be able to reconsider, reevaluate and then heal. Um, and really putting the focus back on what our part is in all of this and how we might create the best for ourselves. So Mars enters Leo on the 20th of May. Gemini enters, sorry, the sun enters Gemini on the 21st of May and then the T-square happens. Um, but the dates we want for the Venus retrograde is the 5th of June, Venus is going to move into Leo. The 19th of June, Venus will enter the shadow zone at 12 degrees Leo. On the 23rd of July, Venus retrogrades from 28 degrees Leo. And the sun at the same time enters Leo. On the 13th of August, big day, put that in your diary, Venus uh, will go Kazemi in Leo. That's a big heart opening day. The 16th of August is the new moon in Leo. Again, another big heart opening day. Then the 4th of September, Venus goes direct at 12 degrees Leo. And at 7th of October, Venus will leave the shadow zone. Now, I think these are really important uh, dates. Um, I didn't call my astrology feed Venus Investor for nothing. So I will be holding a Venus retrograde sardana. Venus retrograde in Leo, Sardana, uh, which is a, like a process, uh, a spiritual process of discovery and being able to take hold of the principles that come up and go into our hearts, heart space and really find out what's there and allow a blossoming, allow the beauty, allow the art, allow the creativity. So on these dates or then on around, I will be holding uh, Zoom uh, sessions to take us all through this. And I'm going to send um, more details in the next couple of weeks of how this is going to be um, the dates behind it and how it's going to work. So um, I very much like some of you to come and join, all of you to come and join in on this. And um, there will also be some live events with sound baths and um, cacao ceremonies. 
as well. So it's not all going to be online. Um, but I do want my international friends to join in with this. So um, I am looking forward to launching launching my Venus retrograde in Leo Sardana. So I hope you'll join me on that. And um, thank you in the meantime for listening. And I'll see you next episode. Oh,